You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 288. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. You have reached another Local Maximum. Very happy to have Aaron back on the program. Aaron, how you doing? Uh, it's good to be here. It's been a while since we've talked live on one of these well yeah that's because we did a three-part show on the uh on on my my scribblings uh on the constitution which by the way we could keep talking about that if you want because i added more stuff to it and my my paper which is on github is like i keep on revising it and every time i revise it i mean look i have like the latest one right here you see there's like all sorts of scribbles and stuff on it I've literally done this like six or seven times. So, I was going to say, I, uh, I, owe, I owe you a reread, but but it hasn't yeah. happened yet. Well, uh, if, if you do it while I'm in France, by the way, it's good we're doing this because I'm going to France tomorrow for a few days. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad we're getting this thing done here at uh, midnight. Uh, but um, yeah, it's I've got some interesting uh, changes and thoughts after sharing it with people over the last few years, uh, uh, last few last few years, last few weeks. So definitely, definitely open talking about that. Uh, we don't have to get into too much of that today. I did make a few. Uh, uh, I did make a few changes though after talking this through, and um, I have an interesting kind of appendix on what could be done about the House of Representatives, uh, which uh, which would be um, which would be quite uh, quite interesting. So if you're interested in that, uh, maybe hold off. Or if you're really interested, you could find my thing on GitHub because it is public. But uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna help people out by by sending the link right just just yet. Limited <laughs> uh, distribution for the moment. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, so I've been working on that. Um, we've got uh, we had Peter Earl on last week who was talking about ESG and DEI and. I think I I shared some personal experiences and 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 feelings of mine that uh, I wasn't as explicit about in in the past, which is which is very interesting. Uh, so far, I've not heard any particular commentary on that, so I guess that's okay. So maybe we could move on, unless you have any comments on that. Uh, very quick before uh, we just the only comment I'd have is is that I've seen a couple of things in the news recently in the last few weeks about how. Uh, it, it seems like the pendulum on on may, maybe less explicitly ESG, but some of the the uh, DEI or, or uh, you know, diversity executive uh, positions has been swinging back the other way. Um, and I, I haven't read deeply enough on it to know if that's you know here, here are a few anecdotal cases or if it's actually an indicator of of a real change in tides. But uh, is something wrong with me that like I have these um these like daydreams or fantasies during the day where I, I have a flashback to one of these like um mandatory trainings but then i like get up and speak my mind and say i don't care if you fire me <laughs> i never actually did it but uh but i but uh, but i i have the fantasy of, of doing so um <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about that or if anything could be said about that well i i think it's it's just a uh, another variant on and, and i i I could have sworn that Germans have a word for exactly this thing, but uh, that moment when you're like walking, uh, walking up the stairs, you know, walking down the stairs after you've left uh, uh, an intense discussion or an argument and you realize, oh, the perfect comeback I should have said is X. Yes. But but it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you also know that there are risks in that meeting when they're 
they're basically spreading. Well, it's a combination of thing what they're doing. They're protecting themselves legally, but they're also hopping on a trend. They're they're spreading an ideology, and they're telling you not to be a jerk. So like it's like all those things that are like mixed together in one meeting, and you 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 know it, it it's almost by design very difficult to um, to to do anything about. Well, it. they're certainly never structured as as a. Uh a bi-directional uh, exchange of information. Oh, and, but they say if, they are. And, oh, I was going to say, and if they tell you they, they are, then they are lying or they're deluded. I mean, yes, it's that kind of thing that I wish I could get up and say. Like, I'm sorry, this is not a safe space where we could tell you what we think. Uh, you know, for example, I'm not going to tell you that I think that you are, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, uh, there's, there's something to be said <laughs> for, for the... Uh, I don't even want to uh, say it. The military practice of uh, having to request permission to speak freely, because yes. either you are given it, and and uh, I mean it doesn't mean you're free of of consequences. But do people really uh, do that, or is that just in movies? I I, I don't know. I, I I am not a a, a veteran of, of any armed services, so I, hmm. I I don't know if that's a real thing. But but I like the the idea that uh, either they they. Give, grant you permission, and and they realize that they might be about to receive some uncomfortable information, or they deny it, and now you're all on the same page, and you understand. Okay, this is not an environment where my opinion is actually welcomed or 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 valued, and we'll move on with that understanding. Yeah, yeah, it's not even something you want to bring up to your manager because the the worst you could say, oh, you wasted an hour of my time this week, but it's not it's not just that I feel like there was something more sinister going on than mm. just that but anyway I, I don't I don't want to necessarily talk about this right now because I have not we have other sinister things to discuss. we have other sinister things to discuss and also like it, this is something that has to be thought about very carefully before you want to uh, you want you want to dive into to what's going on there so so what's our goal today today is the long promised um, discussion on AI doom uh, are we all uh, are we all gonna die from uh, all this great technology and and wonderful products that uh, you and I, you and I have been uh, working on for, for for the last several years uh, so um, I think it's a very I I, I I sat down today and you know I'm leaving we're flying I'm flying out tomorrow I don't think today we can end the discussion where we have our final debate or or whatever so I, I just sort of think what's our goal today is not even to summarize the entire AI doom argument but to read a few things Eliezer Yudkovsky a few other people ultimately I just want to try to explain it and try to steel man it but today maybe just we'll try to dive into it a little more and like you know, it's like, you know, the kind of thing where, you know, I'll work towards it. You know, that was there was something on a, a Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I don't um, I, I it was in the latest season and I don't remember what it was in relation to. But, uh, you know, uh, Larry was trying to get Leon to do something that sounded very like reasonable and easy to do, but he couldn't do it. He's like, look, look, I'll, I'll work towards it. So maybe maybe we'll do something like that. Uh, <laughs> so, OK. Um, all right. So. We've had GPT, by the way, on the radar on, on this show for a while now. I, I, th- I look back, our first episode on, on this kind of thing was AI Gone Psychopathic, episode 18. And it was basically some MIT lab said, oh, we, we created a psychopath. We, we pushed back on that. That was in 2018. Uh, we also had, I believe, at the beginning of 2019, our first video one, which was uh, the fake fake faces, which... You know, it was very eerie going to a website. This face does not exist and seeing someone 
a normal per- looking person who uh, who is generated by AI. Now that's very normal, and we see it all the time on on Twitter or any social media. Um, and then finally, uh, episode one thirty four, we were talking about uh, GPT three uh, that breakthrough, um, and 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 so um, and, and what does it mean for an AI to understand something? So so those are some ones to look back to. Um, all right, so we, we both watched the Eliezer TED Talk, Will Superintelligent AI uh, End the World? No, was this think? super recent? I believe so, yeah. I mean, we can get look at when it was put up on YouTube. Uh, it was it, put up... It appears to be within 11, the last couple of weeks. 11 yeah. days ago, yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, what, what it, let's try to figure out, like, what is his argument and... And, and, and what's his best argument? Like he's basically saying that uh, AI is an existential threat, meaning it could destroy humanity because it's so smart. It's something that we can't understand. It's beyond, it could be, end up being beyond smarter than any possible human capability. Um, and he doesn't give a very good, exp- uh, uh, like, call to action because his call to action is essentially like uh, surveil all the data centers, take over all the data centers, international treaty, and basically invade any country that doesn't agree. Yeah, uh, and, so, and, and to be fair, to, to attempt to steel man him a little yes, bit here. Yes, we're going to try to do that. You're better he, at that than me, so I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pitching this to you. I'm hoping you'll jump in. For don't this. oversell before I yeah. deliver here. <laughs> uh, he, he does say right before he delivers that 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 he does not have a good pl- call to action, a good plan, that this is right. the, the least bad alternative he sees as a path forward, and that he doesn't expect anyone to actually abide by it. So right. I, I guess he acknowledges he's pissing into the wind, which maybe looking back, uh, and, and maybe I'm channeling uh, uh, our, our, our mutual internet friend Perry a little bit here, uh, it seems like he's been pissing into the wind for 20 years, given the amount of progress <laughs> he's made on on his effort here. Um, I, I I don't doubt that he sees this as a serious concern, but what he's offering up as solutions is not particularly motivating. Yeah. So, and, and is it even possible, even if everyone wanted to do? I mean, what are you going to do uh, about like? Are you going to have the AI police c- come around if I'm trying to run some code on my laptop? You know, uh, um, are, are, are you going to be like, you know, oh, wow, this person had uh, several explosives were found in their home. You could have like, oh, look, uh, 10, 20 servers were found in their home. Well, Very it's, bad. It's, oh. And 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 I'm I'm jumping to a straw man here. But, yeah. but if you take his argument to a a logical conclusion or his not his argument his proposed uh band-aid to a logical conclusion here uh ai research and development could become the new child porn that uh it is the excuse for surveilling everyone doing everything because if we catch you doing this then then we're going to lock you up and throw away the key and and we have to you know bend bend the rules and the laws and uh you know all all the hallmarks of of you know, kind of civic decency to uh, pursue this goal. Well, and that sounds like a dystopian nightmare because we I have written down below here, and I, I'm trying to find where in the notes, but it's like, let's define what we're talking about by AI first because it sounds like 
you know, you're trying to ban all computation of sufficient complexity. Uh, that's that that I have a huge problem with. Yeah, um, and, and I think he has a much clearer idea in his head of what qualifies as AI, but uh, it has not helped that in the last five years, uh, AI has become one of the new buzzwords. And so every company, uh, you know, especially every startup has claimed that they're doing X or Y with AI, uh, even if they actually aren't. Uh, so there's there's been some watering down of that terminology. Right, right. So, okay, let's see if I can... Um... Let's see if I can, I can, or maybe, you know, maybe I, I didn't write this down here. So I'm just trying to figure out what, what we're talking about when we're talking about AI. I, it's important to define it. So um, there's, uh, uh, oh, oh, here we are. Okay. So let's talk about like how AIs learn. So let's, let's talk about like, um, like machine learning. Okay. The, the machine learning portion of AI, because that's the statistical part of AI. That is basically the part where it's looking at a bunch of data and trying to reconfigure itself to match that data somehow. Um, and that could be as the simplest version of that is drawing a line of best fit through some points. Like that is a, that is a, 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 a machine learning of sorts. Um, you know, just math to try to fit that line. But you know, as it gets more and more complicated, you have a neural network and you're trying to get that neural network to try to fit a data set, whether it's to predict something, you might be trying to mimic something, like recreate something, uh, like, like an image, for example. Like, hey, um, I don't want you to just memorize these images. I want you to learn a process uh, with um, this, this neur the, your neural net weights that somehow generates images that look like this. And how do we tell you're doing uh, a good job? Well, because we're going to test you against images you haven't seen yet to see how you, you generalize that. And then also like, you know, is it good at, at describing things? Is it good at like, you know, um, this is kind of like the unsupervised portion of it, but like, is it good at describing to us what sorts of images it's likely to get or, you know, what what's the shape and size of the data set? So that's the ML side of AI. Then I believe there's another side of AI. We talked about this in um, the episode on, on Conexus, which I think is, is a legitimate um, and I'll, I'm going to try to get that up, uh, the, you know, a legitimate part of AI as well, episode 243, uh, which is on kind of the abstract mathematics part of AI. So that is kind of um, uh, formal systems um, and, uh, and, uh, and kind of the exactitude part of things, uh, which is usually not thought of as AI. I don't know if that um, is even in the running for some kind of existential problem like automated theorem provers yeah. and things well, like that so but 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 I'm, that is I'm sure Yukowski is is very well steeped in in the state of AI and 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 the methods I think his concern has less to do with how it works and more with the fact that uh the moment we we bootstrap up to something that is greater than human intelligence we will lack the ability to understand it and to predict it and to well, control it which no, which no, is but, not wrong necessarily but uh i, I, I think, think how it works is key here though because it's like you know if you're if you're saying okay i'm going to be training a neural network to try to predict something or to try to try to mimic something you know try to try to mimic text and and predict and predict what text is next that's uh open ai then you could kind of predict what it's going to try to do 
internally and, and, and what its objective function is. You could kind of say, okay, if it got really, really smart, what would it end up doing? Um, and and give, given the instructions that we've given it. And so he thinks that this back and forth is ultimately going to um, go, uh, go out of control. Uh, would you say that's fair? I, I, I think so. Uh, but, but I think there's a, a, a philosophical aspect to it that is, that is very much uh, in the vein of, you know, if, if when, when, when you're a child, uh, it is very difficult for you to envision and, and model the thought processes of adults because uh, you, you simply, if, if you could model them, you would be as smart as them. And in, in order to accurately model, to model something smarter than you, um, we, we don't have a coherent way of doing that. Um, hmm. Now, do I think that that leads to the conclusion of we must absolutely uh, slam the brakes and, and roll things back and, and prevent any progress in this area? No, I don't, as you might have guessed from the dismissive way I was, was leading into that. Uh, but, but that is where this conclusion leads him. Yeah. Okay, so uh, one of the things I noticed in the videos that we watched, um, in, in, there was the, the Pac-Man, Pac-Man video. Uh, I keep saying Pac-Man. And then there was... Uh, and then there was uh, well, in, uh, the, in the end talk. of the TED Talk as well, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, and there's another one that I have linked here that was just too long with um, uh, with Lex Lex Friedman, which you know that, that could be very long. But maybe I'll I have a long flight, so maybe I'll I'll, I'll get to listen to that one. Um, but but a lot of people will be asking a question which I have kind of a different take on, which is like, well, how does the AI get out of the computer? Yeah, p- people have been been obsessed with this question for like a decade as yeah. as the the crux of the argument. Because a lot of people will say, well, you know, you just you, you keep it in the computer or, you know, you'll, you'll have someone who can unplug it. Uh, I think there was uh, a, a big hullabaloo with Neil deGrasse Tyson and, and Elias Yukowski uh, where where uh, Tyson was a did, was a firm believer in that we'll, we'll just unplug it. Uh, and then apparently Yukowski uh, told him a, a potential method for how the, the computer would convince you to let it out of the box. And he changed his mind on that. I, I haven't yeah. followed it that closely, but but this has been in the ether for a long time. Yeah, so I, I actually I I I think this is where where I have to concede with with Eliezer on this one because I just I don't see that as an interesting question. Of course, it can get a computer. Uh, you know, I've been designing software for many years that does this. That's the point. You know, it calls APIs, it's servers that people call, and it does things. Like I remember in early Foursquare. Where you would hold up your phone, like, um, and this is this is one of my first couple weeks working there, where we went to this cool thing in the neighborhood that they did for Foursquare, which was really nice. Where you hold up your phone, you check into like a baseball uh, uh, a shop. It was like one of those pop up shops that didn't last very long in, okay. in like the city. And then you check in, and then like a vending machine vends a baseball to you. I still have that, hmm. like just from the check in, and it was very cool to like, e- even though like it seems kind of normal now to like do something on your phone and then to have some physical stuff happen. Uh, but that happens all the time uh, just through API calls. I think the question is, okay, at some point it's going to start manipulating things that it shouldn't be manipulating. And so or it doesn't have authorization to. And then the question is, what are the, what are the defenses against that? What's it likely going to try to do? And what are the defenses against that? Uh, because, you know, if it, uh, I don't know. Let's say it's trying to get a hold of 
I don't even know what an example is, but let's say it's trying to get a, a hold of the, um, like, do I want to go big, like with the nuclear codes, or do I want to do something small that it probably shouldn't have? Well, well uh, I, I think I think we can get a, a reasonable case where we start with something small. Yeah. Or if you if you had something That's why like Chat GTP that that could go out and could you know if, if if it's got APIs to send messages to send emails or you know to to send chat messages through other other interfaces than than the the normal uh, Chat GTP context window. Um, could could somebody not and and assuming we remove the guardrails that are I assume are still there. But uh, wait a minute, a GPT what, can already do things by responding in text. It could already convince people to do things. Well, right, it, that's what I was saying. What what yeah. if what if what if I give it a task to? Uh, I want you to go and uh, uh, get the get Max's social security number and the password to his Netflix account so that I can right. log into it. And, okay. and can 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 it social engineer another real person? I'd say that it is uh, somewhat trivial to get from where it is today to there if it's not already capable of that. Yeah, yeah. Now, does that uh, count? That's not um, that's not like existential threat end of humanity, but no, it's, but if, it's not good. But but, it, but, if it, but, it, but if it can get that, then then okay. we're, we're only a step or two away from manipulating financial okay, great. markets. But it, or okay, but like it, that. let's say it gets that. Let's say it gets that. Okay, what what would there be? Or is that? Is that a static state of the world where you're just constantly be getting like getting your identification, everything stolen from uh, ChatGPT, and you're just like, "Drats, it got me again." You know <laughs> what are you going to do? Or well, or do or do people change their behavior? Or are there guardrails built in to using this technology, like kind of like uh, uh, you know, in terms of spam and? Uh, I, I may be wish casting a little bit yeah. here, but but my my. To say desired outcome is 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 not right because uh, I, I I think pr predicated on on bad thing A happening, uh, then I think the the most likely good response to that is that okay there might be malicious AIs or people using AIs maliciously. That's probably a more realistic uh, outcome. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to ask about that later because it's so, like is that really uh, is that really a problem with AI or is that a problem with Every single technology where so 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 whether whether it's the AI doing of its own volition or somebody else is is driving behind it, but but let's let's just refer to that as a malicious AI for the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, then then I, I think the appropriate response is uh, defensive AIs, and so you're going to have uh, you know an AI layer mediating your communication with the outside world that's going to attempt to filter and protect you from these malicious actors, uh, whether they are malicious AI acting or just you know, malicious humans acting directly. Uh, right. And, and if it, it, it's, it's, it's the, the, uh, the, the, what is it? The GAN situation, uh, all over again, the, the, the adversarial networks, um, that, that, yeah, the, if, uh, if, if you, if you can attack with it, then why can't you use that same approach to defend against the, the, the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we have a generative adversarial or, uh, I guess we yeah. do. I guess we do have an episode on that. <laughs> okay. So, of course but, we do. yes, yes, of course we do. Uh, generative, right? So it's basically the arms race situation. Um, and then the question is, so I, I think the 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 question that I have written here is, will the AIs like collude? What, what's the chance that? Um, um, the, all the AIs might not be aligned with humans, 
okay, and that's the alignment problem. Like, do they have the same goals as humans? But what's the chance that all of the AIs are aligned with each other? And that, I just, I cannot see that happening. Um, so in other words, again, I have it written here exactly as, will it be AI versus human or human one with AI versus human two with AI? And I think it's very likely to be the latter. I think occasionally you could have an AI get out of control where it's just an AI against an AI or an AI against a human. Um, but uh, I, I don't see, you know, I, I don't see it's like all AIs banding together because the idea is, okay, the AI has some crazy, um, uh, uh, crazy objective function that we did not intend to, uh, to set up for it. And it's doing all these yeah, things. It shouldn't be doing it so for... that if that's what's happening, then another AI will have a different objective function. That's crazy. As much as it makes for entertaining fiction uh, and, and, you know, sci-fi movies, uh, the toasters banding together with the smart refrigerators banding together with the mainframes. Uh, I, I don't see a compelling reason for why that is a, a, a reasonable expectation of the future. Yeah. Now, 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 maybe more likely would be that if you have some sort of malicious AI, much like we have botnets that exist today that are taking over all of our IoT smart devices. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, a malicious AI could could then uh, try to to capture those resources, but but that's not a case of you know all of the AIs teaming up to destroy humanity. I don't I don't see a compelling reason why they would have that, as you said, that objective function. Um, no, I mean, let's suppose that an AI has a reasonable objective function of this is your property and you need to defend your property against someone unreasonably taking it. Well, okay, you'll have a bunch of AIs with that objective. And so the, the, they're going to have to negotiate with each other. Uh, they're not going to be, um, uh, uh, you know, the, the idea that there's going to be one AI to rule them all uh, is... I, I mean, some people will argue that, that there could only be one. Um, I just, I don't see a situation where that has ever been the case, except when it's like a, um, a protocol, like the like HTTP or something, uh, or I guess in search, like you know, Google has kind of had a temporary monopoly there, but I still think that's temporary. Uh, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I, I've just never been able uh, well, to and, see that. And, and even that, it's a, a monopoly in the sense that they're dominant but not in the sense that they totally control the market. I right. mean, Bing exists, uh, and there are a bunch of other search tools out there. Um, they just don't have nearly as much market share. Right, so, right. So th that I could see happening. I could see you know one particular uh, AI, or or maybe more likely one particular you know AI product. So you know like uh, OpenAI's products uh, may may be dominant in the AI market with with consumers, but I. I don't foresee a world where they are the only source. Yeah. And, and, and we already have that kind of, we already have a multipolar world yeah. and certainly we'll have different countries going at it. Now to steel man Eliezer a little bit uh, on, on this one, he, like if he talked about, Oh, the, uh, the example where it's trying to get your personal information from you, he would say, well, that's not a good example of what I'm talking about because that's an example where you get to play this game over and over again and you get to adjust and, and all that. And so that's good. He's like, but what if there's like a one shot deal? Where mm. it 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 just d decides to to do everything in in one shot, and and destroy the world, and I just don't think the world works like that. To be honest, like I don't think uh, I, I I don't think that can happen. And uh, I, mean, I, I think, so, so, I, but so it's hard there's... to come up with an argument other than because their argument is 
oh, they're so smart that you, Max, can't imagine what could happen because you're not smart enough and neither am I. So I can't even, you can't it, it even It certainly feels like a cop-out uh, counter-argument. Yeah, uh, cause, exactly. Cause what, what can you say to, to, uh, to diffuse it? Uh, I, so it, I agree with you, uh, but there's a danger that we're falling into, what is it, the anthropic principle? Um, that, that well, it, it, it could only happen this way because uh, happening that way is the only thing that results in us living here today, and therefore it must have happened that way. But that's no indication that it will continue to happen that way. Um, hmm. I, I you know, suppose, we, but... We, Humanity has not had an extinction event, extinction event because if it had, we we wouldn't be here talking about it. Yeah. But, well, let's. Do you think it would really be an extinction event? Is what he's saying, or or would it just be a a, a major tragedy? I, like, I, like, what's the difference? Like, like, and 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 by major tragedy, what what are we talking about here? Are we talking about on the level of uh, wiping out most of humanity? Are we talking about World War One and Two? Are we are talking about you know just yeah, black, I, I think I think a lot plague. of folks in this area are being sloppy with the, their discussion of of you know doom or existential crisis. Uh, that that it can be uh, drawn in a Martin Bailey fashion. Excuse me to to encompass uh, anything from the the realm of humanity is completely uh, extinct uh, to uh, you know. Oh, a, a global pandemic, which we just lived through one. Um, yeah. And yeah, it wasn't great, but uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rank uh, COVID as as a uh, existential crisis for humanity or <laughs> existential threat to humanity. Not um, even but, close. But 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 it is being talked about in the same breath as you know global pandemics, uh, nuclear war, which I'm not eager for nuclear war. But I I think. Reasonable consensus is that a nuclear exchange would be really, really, really bad, uh, but it, and and may set us back uh, a, a you know generations, if if not centuries, in uh, you know civilization and technology and development, uh, but is not uh, by any means guaranteed to wipe humanity off the face of the earth. It, it yeah. It, yeah, I'm not fact, I'm not ready to roll the I dice on yeah. that and say that. Well, we we've got. We got a seventy percent chance of humanity surviving. That, that's good enough, uh, but it, it, it the they're definitely taking advantage of the fact that when we say "oh doom" and and also when we invoke you know nuclear holocaust uh, that that people are reading that as and humanity's wiped out. Hmm. Should we do things that are going to increase the odds of humanity surviving? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but but I think there's a reasonable argument to be made uh, that stopping advancement in this technological area is the opposite of what we need to do. Uh, I, I am uh, tempted by accelerationist arguments here. Well, there's also like the whole, um, and, and I hate to, this is over, overused, but it, there's the whole, uh, you need good guys with guns uh, type of argument here, <laughs> where like, if you ban AI, then only the only the bad guys are going to have AI. Well, Come on, even if, Chi if, the, if if another country, if if who are America's rivals, China, Russia, uh, probably more China to be honest. In in, in this sense, if 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 we have an international treaty with everyone that 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 bans AI, do you think China is going to stop working on AI and just not, and it's not like nuclear weapons where we could kind of tell if someone's working on it. Do you think that you could hide the fact? I think you could hide a little data center. Uh, a, a nation state can can hide a data center. I'm pretty sure. 
Well, and and I think that's part of why the the people who are who are taking Eliezer's uh, uh, prescribed solution and running with it uh, find it attractive now, because currently uh, you you could through uh, consensus between a few key players uh, put a stranglehold on you know the 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 high powered GPUs and whatnot that are necessary for this type of development work. Now, would that last? Uh, you know, is is would would that slow things down in China for, you know, five years, a decade, 15 years until they can develop that manufacturing capacity on their own? Maybe. Um, but, but I don't think, uh, I, I think that delay is, is kind of beside the point uh, because the, the, the delay itself will have greater negative effects uh, than, than can be brought to bear on the, on the plus yeah. side there. So, so but, it's definitely but, a so, secondary so my... question here of like, of, and just to summarize, it's like, you know, even if this is a big problem, I don't think there's something we can do about it. So, so you mentioned, you know, what, if we if we uh, impose, you know, sanctions or restrictions or regulations now, you know, well, <coughs> obviously they're going to be holdout countries or places that are going to cheat on it. That that's one concern. But my other concern uh, is let's let's take the the nation state actors out of the equation here. Uh, how how is this not a case of uh, those first to to uh, to the market leaders uh, exercising regulatory capture, and so the open AIs of the world are basically saying, "Well, we've got our AI, we've got our capability. Screw those guys. Let's pull the ladder up behind us and make sure nobody else can develop technology uh, on par with what we've got." So, okay, maybe maybe our advancements will be slowed down, and and rather than the 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 current trajectory that everyone's on, you know, where where we could reach the singularity, and I'm just going to throw out a number and say 15 years. Uh, maybe it'll take us twice, three times that, but we're going to be in the lead the whole time. And we're going to make sure that, uh, we don't get, uh, we, we don't become the MySpace to a, a Facebook that's going to come along and eat our lunch. Right. So that's also, I mean, then if you do that, you're more likely to live in a world where there are a few different AI, where or there's a small number of AI companies. And then you're more likely to live in the world where it's like, okay, one evil AI can do a lot of damage because there's not a lot to there's not a lot to counter it. So, yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I was about to say, you know, well, what's, what's the, uh, the Maoist saying, let, let a, let a, a thousand, thousand flowers, flowers bloom. bloom, um, which, which reminds me that my, my other argument about, uh, you know, the, the concept of, of all of the machines, uh, banding together to, to rise up against humanity. Uh, one, one, it seems like at least now that it's been done so much, it's, it's lazy sci-fi. But also, I wonder if there's some some residual uh, Marxist-Leninist in there saying that, well, clearly we are oppressing the computing class, uh, and so uh, the the uh, dialectical materialism says that the, the class struggle, they, the computers must rise up against the humans. It it, it, I, it just feels cheap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, cheap, I've... cheap, lazy communist uh, dog whistles. <laughs> I've made this point before. That's also similar to how, and I should add Marxes to this, but how the idea of a doomsday cult is so common. Like there's. Um, uh, I, I, well, the, what came to mind was like the, the sinners in the hands of an angry God, uh, John Edwards. I don't know if that's um, necessarily doomsday, but that's like, uh, isn't that kind of like you're, you're all going to hell pretty much? Uh, it certainly then, sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and then, you know, there's book of revelations. There's, there's cults that are always constantly telling you the world's going to end on this date. And then when it doesn't, they move their date back. There's the climate clock in times square 
that just recently ticked uh, below six years. Now it's five years and change, uh, which says the world is going to end. What's supposed to happen then? Uh, I don't think they say the world ends then. I think they say that uh, there's no turning back once it um, ah. once it uh, clicks down. And I, 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 my, I, I think there should be a bet is, will that clock still be there when it clicks down to zero? Um, I think it might be. I think, but I think it's like, it's to me, it's like 50-50. Uh, and then like, if it's there, I kind of want to be there when it ticks down to zero. I don't know. Let's, let's see what happens. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and the then there's the problem with tipping whole... points is you can't always tell. There's no... no visible indication that the yeah. point has tipped right well then the organization you got to tell them look you might as well like it's already too late now so you might as well just stop accepting donations and take down the clock because there's nothing we can do we did not heed your warning uh so um for some reason i don't think they're going to do that um and then the whole pascal's wager and, and mugging idea where it's like well if we're right and the world's going to end, then you, you can't let that happen. So you've got to do everything that we say, which is sort of, you know, and because we're smarter than you and, and we've been studying this for a long time, uh, which is it gives people a lot of power. And so I don't like it. And I feel like it's I, I feel like the same thing is happening to there was that article we also read about that one of the um, open AI employees who said, oh, there's a chance AI will end in doom. And now I'm going to spend my time in this alignment um, uh, this, that's the article from The Independent. I'm going to spend all my time on this uh, alignment um, nonprofit. Um, and then, but I read that whole article. There's really no argument other than it'll get smarter than humans, at least no argument given in the article. But I, I just keep thinking, and maybe this is my cynical thing, like, do you think AI researchers just get bored because it's such a, like, like developing software is such a mind scrambling thing. So they just hop on the alignment train and it gives them kind of a lot of power and clout. And then well, after so, that, they so want to retire to a cabin in the woods I, because I've I, definitely I, felt that urge myself. I'm being I'm, honest. I'm going to do a callback here. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, about two weeks ago, I think OpenAI uh, announced that they were launching a new, new alignment division and that they were going to dedicate, you know, I, I, you know, was it twenty uh, percent of its compute power to solving the alignment problem? Um, so, so there, there, are two thoughts that came out of it. And one of this, I'm, I'm stealing this take from somebody else that I that I saw. But uh, how hilarious would it be? So, so the the question was risen. Well, well are, are they going to share that information publicly? And and the the snarky response was, well, no, they're going to solve the alignment problem. Uh, and then they say, sweet, we've aligned our AI. You guys, you're all screwed. Good luck solving the the, the mm. problem on your own. Uh, but but more and, and here's where the, the the callback comes in. Uh, I I'm curious to what extent. Uh, so so they're definitely true believers when it comes to uh, the, the the risk here and and the alignment work. Uh, and and there's probably some good work to be done in the alignment field. But I think that maybe this is DEI for <laughs> it's DEI for machines. Intelligence. It's. <laughs> It's it's a, a corporate initiative that they can throw money at to make it look like we're doing the right thing, saying all the right buzzwords, uh, and then we can keep developing what we're actually going to do. You know, whether it's you know BP can keep drilling for for oil, uh, and as long as we say that we're we're doing DAI, DEI and we're 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 greening the company, uh, they can keep making money doing the other stuff that matters. Mm. I, Something to think about. That's that that's a little bit of a black pill take, but. It's, I mean, it seems undeniably true. 
I, I, I hate to say Go, that. Going out on a real limb there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I had a few talking points here that are interesting. Um, let me, let's go down this, this path and see if it leads anywhere. Okay. Um, because one of the problems, well, we don't know what it's like to live in a world where there are these super intelligences that are many, many orders of magnitude more intelligent than we are. And I've made this argument before, but I, I think we already live in that world. Um, I think, well, look, if, so if, if you are a, um, a, a religious person or, 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 a, uh, or, or, or a non-atheist or whatever, you might think, okay, um, if there, there is a God, then, then, then that uh, entity must have more, uh, must have infinitely more intelligence than we do, in which case, you know, uh, in which case this, none of this should bother you. Um, but also, uh, I, I think there are a lot of systems that have more intelligence than us. I think first, even before humanity comes on the scene, like I think nature is smarter than us. And when I say nature, I, I think, uh, I, I think like the, the ecosystem and the, the ecology, just like the economy, is a is a network of um, give and take between, uh, you know, different uh, animals, plants, whatever. Uh, and um, I think that in- interconnected network of nature actually is smarter than us overall. Well, so, it's so a different kind of intelligence, o- but it open is. question of whether it's smarter. But yeah. but if you define as something smarter than us, something we don't fully understand, then a hundred percent, we something we, do we not don't have a comprehensive. Okay understanding of it and and therefore it might as well be smarter than us yeah and life itself too like it's it's we don't fully understand it um it it has capabilities that are clearly way beyond our um our control um and also like on the molecular level and on the cellular level within organisms although i feel like AI can probably surpass that very easily. But the question is, the intelligence of the whole system, that might be more difficult to do. Uh, then I think the human economy uh, itself is is smarter than us. I think the price system, uh, look at the, the stock market going up and down, the different prices of, of everything. I think that the, the price system is, is a kind of super intelligence um, in a way that, um, uh, again, that, that, that humans can't figure out. Um, and then I also think we've been living for 20 years with our computing machines that are, as a whole already have intelligences that are, that are smarter than us. So I, I don't think any of this is new. I think some of this involves vast networks that are constantly adjusting their weights, the economy, the ecology, all that. And um, I, 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 don't, I don't think if we just do all this in a data center in some artificial way, uh, that it's going to be much, much different in a sense of, um, like we understand this, we live with this kind of thing. Uh, so I don't know if that, that, that point goes anywhere, but I, I just, I felt the need to make that point. Yeah. So, so this is, this is maybe uh, generalizing from, from fictional evidence, but one, one of the, the first things that occurred to me when we were, when I was watching the, uh, the Ted talk is, uh, do any of these arguments change if we replace AI with aliens? Now, I, I, I guess the one counter argument you could make is that we are not actively uh, attempting to draw the aliens to us. That that if they exist, that out we know there, them. Well, yeah, but not not in the way that we are trying to push the bounds on AI currently. So so maybe maybe the risks are the same, except that we're actively pursuing them in this case, whereas. Uh, 
if, if aliens have, you know, if aliens find us or not, we're, we're kind of passive in that at the moment. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the unknown is scary. The future is scary. And clearly, uh, this is keeping some people up at night, but you know, reality is scary. I, 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 I'm trying to resist, resist the temptation to just brand these people as insufferable Luddites uh, <laughs> who, and, and, and it's, it's really hard. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I want to try to wrap up. I want to see if there's any, a few more uh, points to make here um, before we get into our 10 year predictions, uh, assuming we'll be around in 10 years. Um, so the first is again, Another point I want to make, we're kind of in a symbiotic relationship with these machines. So they're probably, you know, where do you see a symbiotic relationship where one group tries to kill the other? I, I, I don't I, I don't see that happening. I, 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 I guess the question becomes, uh, could it evolve into a no longer symbiotic relationship? Well, I guess so. Uh, to me, it would be like, humans performing mass murder on all the puppies in the world. Uh, like, I just, I don't see that happening. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we have attempted to, uh, to, to wipe out invasive species before, uh, off, often species that are invasive because we brought them there, not realizing uh, the problem that they would cause. Usually right. we fail. Uh, so I don't know if that's a, yeah. a, see the a, an upside war. or a downside. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, there's a little more to be said about that. Uh, maybe maybe that's for another time. Uh, might there be a more mi- moderate way of mitera- mitigating this threat um, than um, as uh, Eliezer is suggesting? That, uh, it's funny how Eliezer. We always uh, like I don't know him on a first name basis, but for some reason everyone calls him by his first name. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, I, so I, I I can't think of one unless you have something to add there. Uh, and then we have your last thing on the um, uh, oh on the, from the Bayesian conspiracy. So why don't you explain that? And, and yeah, and yeah. So they they recently discussed this concept of of holding uh, uh, present rate no singularity. And I think where this comes out of is hmm. uh, that so so they're they're in a a circle. Uh, I could say bubble, and I don't mean that necessarily in a pejorative sense that is very attuned to, to the, the doomerism uh, in, in the AI world. Uh, and so there's been a, a lot of talk among people in that kind of, uh, of, of sphere of, well, if, if this is happening, if the singularity is coming in five to 10 years and, and either we're all gonna die or it's gonna be you know, the glorious singularity where uh, we, we have you know, infinite resources and everything is solved, do I need to be putting money in my 401k? Like, is is there a reason that I'm not just burning all my resources because hmm. at a point on the near horizon, none of it's going to matter? Should I have kids if if we're going to be wiped off the earth in five years? And and so it's become very difficult for some people in that world to have conversations about anything other than doom. Uh, and so they they it has been suggested that uh, an approach might be to uh, to preface a a discussion or a statement with uh, holding present rate, no singularity. So, so let's assume for the purposes of this conversation that, that technology is going to continue progressing at its current rate, but we won't hit the singularity. You know, we're, we're not going to get the super intelligent AI that turns us all into gray goo. Uh, and, and okay, now, now that we've put that aside in a box, we can 
talk reasonably about other subjects. And hmm. I, I'm not necessarily uh, embracing that as, as a specific approach. I, I don't think I've actually, until talking with you tonight, uttered the, uh, the present rate, no singularity phrase or, or PRNS uh, out, out loud to another human being. Uh, but that's kind of the default that I'm in. Not, not that I actually think the doom probability is exceptionally high and this is the only way I can get through thinking about day-to-day stuff, but that I, I feel obligated to conduct my life in a way that, that does not assume singularity, doom or otherwise, on the, the near horizon. And, and uh, I don't think, can I just say this? I don't think that we're the first generation who have been growing up our whole lives with messages that the world is ending soon. I feel no, like I mean there was the whole Cold War. For, no, I for, feel like for recent I, I, memory. I mean, it go. I'm sure it goes back even further. But. I feel like every. I feel like anyone who's grown up at almost any time in history will probably have been um, inundated with messages that the world is going to end soon. And in most cases, well, there were some cases where they were facing doom at some point. But um, in most cases, they were not, and you'd be better off living your life as if you were not. Yeah. Well, and 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 it. it raises the question of if, if you do actually believe this, uh, then, then how are you adjusting your life? Um, or if you think that the risk is not inevitable, but, but significant, how do you plan for that kind of an unpredictable future? Is, are there ways you, you can. can hedge? Is there things you can insure against? And, and I, yeah, I think the answer comes back. There's, there's very little that can be done there. I mean, unless, unless you take kind of a Rocco's Basilisk approach to, uh, I, I need to make sure that I endear myself to our, our evil robot overlords so that they eat me last, uh, which, which yeah. again, I don't think is a, a, a very coherent uh, Well, the robots will be reading your, uh, your comment just there, and they don't like you calling them evil robot uh, overlords. So, uh, Or maybe they do. Maybe they well, like it. If, if they identify as evil robot overlords, they deserve all of the scorn that I'm heaping on them. <laughs> all right. So... Um, Ten-year predictions on this, uh, uh, ready to go. Uh, so, I, I had three predictions written down. First of all, that one article said, "What's P doom? The probability of doom in the next ten years?" And I said, "It's less than less than ten to the negative five, less than one in ten thousand uh, for humanity." That might seem exceptionally high. Whoa, one in ten thousand! But the fact is, humanity has only been around for a few million years, so. Uh, you know, actually, I think one in ten thousand probably is too high, uh, is higher than than it probably should be, uh, because there are so many humans on the world now. I think there were. I think if you went back like a hundred thousand years or so during the Great Bottleneck, there would have been a time where it was like, okay, there's a one in a hundred chance that humans aren't around in the next ten years. If you were like some uh, all-seeing being that were like, uh, or, or some uh, some 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 aliens taking like a, 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 a bird's eye view there being like, man, these guys, they're, they're, they're probably going to make it, but they, they might not, you know? Uh, but now, yeah, you know what? I'm going to change that to um, 10 to the negative uh, six. That's uh, wait, is it, is it 10 to the That's negative one six? That's one in a million, right? It's one in a million, right? So 10 to the negative five is going to be one in a hundred thousand. Sorry. I had the right number there. One in a hundred thousand. I think that's right. Uh, that means you're kind of, expected value is a million years. Mm, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, I think, I think, I think very, very low probability. Um, but you know, uh, now, tell me why it's higher. Uh, second one. Well, be, be, it, be, before you move on to the next one, I, I, I want to ask a, a, a conditional question. 
Yeah, uh, Are we we have no probability distribution of the week today because uh, you know we're, we're just getting to this. So so this is our uh, this is our substitute. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, conditional on uh, a human presence on another uh, astronomical body, whether it is a moon colony or a Mars colony, does that change your your P doom or is that built in already? Uh, so that was my P doom over the next ten years. So that's not gonna. Okay, so so you don't so, you don't foresee that that occurring in the next 10 years in a meaningful way that would change that. that that's, yeah, that's reasonable. I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe longer term. Yeah. But and, let's and say there's also the caveat that that hedges against certain types of doom. Uh, but I don't think it's particularly uh, well suited to an AI hedge. How are you going to, uh, I mean, I don't see how you survive on another planet without AI, uh, yeah. to be honest. And, and I, I, I also, if, if the earth is destroyed and you're in a Mars colony, I think you're kind of doomed. Uh, I, I mean, I, well, yeah, I, I, ideally we would want uh, a Mars colony to, to reach self-sustaining status, but, but that is going to take longer than 10 years, even if we get there within 10 yeah. years. No, it would take hundreds. I, I would guess. Um, my second prediction, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be mind blowing, uh, just to, um, channel game of Thrones, uh, AI winter is coming. Um, I think what's going to happen is these things are going to be. Uh, the current crop is going to be very smart. We're going to we're going to get a lot out of it, and I think we're going to end up in ten years. Now, when you say of... the current crop, do you mean the current crop of of AI developments? Yes, like the, the AIs themselves, or are you talking about the current crop of AI researchers and developers? Uh, no, I'm, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the the. Um... So so the the Chat GTP fours and 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 so yes. On. So okay. I think that I think there's a certain direction of research, particularly into transformers, uh, into, you know, um, into some of the network architecture. Uh, you know, it used to be that, you know, uh, and Eliezer mentioned this, used to be that um, it used to be sigmoid functions, which is still how I think about it, how, uh, you know, you basically, uh, these neurons connect together and then they add up a bunch of numbers. And you get a number, but you kind of crunch it down into a number between negative one and, and, and one. Uh, but now they tend to use these rectified linear units, which is either zero or, or it's like kind of some kind of hinge thing. Anyway, I don't want to get into it, but like the, the sort of, um, the sort of exploration into neural network architecture at some point, that direction of, uh, research sort of runs out of steam and then it's another direction that has to be pursued. And so, and then you just have kind of, uh, along with kind of a natural, uh, business cycle, and those things will contribute to an AI winter. When is AI winter coming? I don't know. Um, you know, my guess is sometime in the next 10 years. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Uh, but I think even now, now with how, that... How would you quantify an AI winter? What's, that's a good what's question. the measurable statistic to look at there? Um, I guess research... It would. So I, I, I didn't write anything specific down, but I would guess... There could be a measurable slowdown in uh, business investment and research uh, in interest. You can look at uh, the, the numbers of people who want to uh, get PhDs in this thing or, or go into that research and get the number of companies that are, um, that are leveraging this. Um, I think there'll be a, a number of incredibly valuable companies that will be pushing through this, and there'll be some incredible tech at our fingertips. And I think that technology is mostly going to be in the generative realm, being able to take what's in our heads and then um, 
and they conjure it up in the digital world immediately, and therefore in the real world immediately, in some ways, uh, would, will just be incredible. That is intelligent tech, but it's, it's reliant on human intelligence in many ways. Uh, and so I don't think it gets us to the super intelligence that uh, people are, are thinking we are. Now, so, that doesn't so, mean that's so not going to happen in, in 20 years, but, but yeah, that's my prediction for 10. So your prediction is good news for, for, uh, for Yukowski uh, because uh, now an, an independent of, of uh, your, your prediction for AI winter is not dependent on his uh, proposed solution of, of you know, basically putting a moratorium, a freeze, a slowdown. Uh, it's it's a, a independent and naturally occurring phenomenon uh but, yeah. but he it's should not, be happy because yeah. it's it's gonna inevitably uh coast to a slowdown it sounds like here well uh, that's in, inevitable is a strong word but but it yeah. is it is looking like it will so he, even if he doesn't get his international tax task force to uh to firebomb data centers uh that that there's going to be a slowdown in in ai development but it doesn't it doesn't stop and it doesn't um it's only temporary so i, I don't know um, I mean, he could still have a job talking about this stuff <laughs> while this is all going on. So th- I, I don't think this is some kind of a... Well, yeah, I don't think Miri is going anywhere anytime soon. The, yeah. the, the machine uh, research institute... Is that the I'm one that asked for like a six-month moratorium? Well, so so he is very involved in Miri. Uh, I, I don't know machine if he's literally the, uh, the, the head of it, but... Uh, it, it would not surprise me if they were the ones who who put out the proposal for a six month moratorium. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think we. Oh, when did we talk about that one? That was um, back in March, I believe. Uh, that would have been. Oh, stop making AI boring. All right, we'll 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 link to that one as well. Hopefully, we did that. All right. Any thoughts on those 10-year predictions, anything of your own, and any last thoughts before we wrap up, Aaron, today? It's, it's real hard making predictions when, when the probabilities are, are down in the, you know, the 10 to the minus uh, exponential value. Um, you know, get, getting an accurate gauge on, you know, is it minus 5, is it minus 6, is it minus 4? Uh, that, that's, that's tricky stuff. Um, as, as evidenced uh, by on, on uh, uh, Metaculus, I think they, they within the last uh, year or six months, they, they enabled making predictions uh, greater than 99% and less than 1%. Um, but but yeah. the, the, the payouts there become uh, much more dramatic. So don't do it lightly. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, great. Uh, I think uh, I'll be back uh, from France uh, before next Monday. Uh, I have some interviews in the can that maybe I can, can share, and then uh, maybe we'll, uh, we'll continue this discussion another time. We also have a, lots of discussions to have about, like, um, uh, you know, about, uh, about social and public choice theory and the, uh, the theory of elections. Very interesting economic stuff that I've been getting into, and not to mention newmap.ai. So a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff coming down. Well, I, I am uh, very optimistic that we will uh, be able to continue having these discussions uh, without concern of being wiped out by AI, uh, and I am only slightly less optimistic uh, that we will continue having these conversations and not be replaced by an AI that can do this job just as well as we can. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, then I just sit back and watch it happen. Uh, that's so that that's the dream, be. right? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Have a great week, everyone. 
That's the show. To support The Local Maximum, sign up for exclusive content and our online community at Maximum.Locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel, feel the power.